1 and 2. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. may be seated. Again, we want to say welcome to everybody. We do have guests. You're not a visitor. You are a guest here, and we're honored to have you. At this time, please pass those attendance cards to the inside aisle, and these young men will pick up that card at this moment. Speaking of guests, I have three very special guests here. Once again, folks from Perigal, we have Dewey, we have Vicki, and we have Brittany, the Morgan family. Uh, those of you who uh, watch the online videos, you will recognize uh, Brittany as Robin. Uh, she, that's our own, her online name is Robin Morgan. And we're glad to have the Morgan family with us today. I'm excited this month. I'm excited because this month is Blaze. And Blaze is going to be a phenomenal, a phenomenal youth rally. I'm also excited because we are continuing our series on Joshua. Joshua is the book uh, that will be used for the text for lads and leaders for next year. Be strong and courageous. And this month, Billy's going to join me in this sermon series. Uh, he's doing Joshua chapter 7 and Joshua chapter 8. I'm doing today Joshua chapter 6. That's the fall of Jericho. Now, we all know why the walls of Jericho came down. Or do we? You may be surprised this morning. The story is told about a young preacher who was moving to his second ministry. In preparation for that move, they were selling their house. He told his wife, uh, uh, Bob the appraiser, Bob the appraiser was going to have to come by and uh, do his work so that the uh, people who were buying the house could get their loan. Their little five-year-old boy, Jimmy, spoke up. Dad, what's, what's an appraiser? Before the dad could answer, uh, Jimmy's slightly older sister spoke up. Jimmy, don't you know? Don't you know? He's a praiser. That means he goes to church every Sunday and praises God. S sounds good to me. How about you? I pray that all of us are praisers. Because there is tremendous power in praise. Your praise will overcome the forces of evil. Your praise will take down the barriers that prevent you from being all that God has called you to be. Your praise, your praise will conquer the devil's strongholds that keep you in bondage to sin. You ask the question, how? How can my praise make any real difference in my life? How can my worship win me the battles against evil? Go back to that passage, Joshua chapter 6. Now Jericho was securely shut up. Now Jericho, a leading commercial city of that area, people were always coming and going, but the, the walls are shut up. Why? 
because of the children of Israel. Because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. We got a city, uh, we think at that time, probably about nine acres in size. It would take a, a man roughly 45 minutes to walk around it one time. You shall march around the city once. This shall you should do for six days. Six days, one march each day. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets. I want you to circle that word trumpets there. Seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day, the seventh day is going to be a little different. The seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, not once, but seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. Hmm, interesting. The trumpets. These are the very same trumpets they used in worship. The priest would blow them at their great feast, the priest would also blow them over their sacrifices in the tabernacle. These trumpets of war were also the trumpets of worship. Verse number 5, Joshua chapter 6. It shall come to pass when they make a loud blast, a long blast with a ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Circle that word, shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Did you circle that word, shout? That's unique. Because when the people shout, the walls of the city will fall. Now, the Hebrew word for shout here in Joshua 6 is the very same word used in the context of Israel's worship throughout the entire Old Testament. Let me just go to one book. I could go to others, but I'll go to one book. The book of Psalms, the Jewish song book. What does it say? Psalm chapter 66, make a joyful shout, very same word as Joshua 6, all the earth. Psalm 81, sing aloud to God our strength, make a joyful shout, same word again, to the God of Jacob. Psalm 95, oh come, let us sing to the Lord, let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 95, 2. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout, same word, joyfully to Him with psalms. Actually, the list goes on and on. And remember, the book of Psalms is the Jewish song book for worship. What are we saying here? When God tells the children of Israel to shout outside the walls of Jericho, they would understand this as a shout of praise. 
a joyful noise before the Lord. Now, as a little boy, when I read that passage, I thought it was a scream. You know, I thought they were just yelling at the top of their lungs and, you know, kind of like at a football game, charge, and that was it. I was wrong. This was a shout of praise. They were worshiping God. You see, their worship, not their weapons, will bring those walls down. Their praise is powerful to tear down the barriers that would keep them from the promised land. What brought down the walls? It was God. God's acknowledgement to two things. One, their praise of Him, their shout. And two, their obedience to God. Because they praised Him, the shout, because they obeyed Him and did exactly what He told them to do, God acknowledged them and brought down the wall. Of Jericho. Likewise, your praise has the power to do the very same thing. Your worship can bring down the strongholds of the enemy in your own life. So praise the Lord. Shout for joy to God in the face of those strongholds. Make a joyful noise to the Lord before any barriers that stand in your way. Those of us who have done mission work in Romania, you recognize this picture. This is Nicolae Ceausescu, the communist dictator of Romania. December 15, 1989, uh, a small protest broke out in an insignificant city there in Romania. He wasn't worried because he was perhaps the strongest of all the Eastern Bloc dictators. He was executed 10 days after this picture. It started with people who believed in Jesus standing up against the wrong that was being done in their country. You too can win the war against the power of darkness in your own life. Just worship God. Praise the Lord. But in your praise, obey the Lord as well. Did you notice I said two things God acknowledged their praise, and also he, they acknowledge, he acknowledged their obedience. We need to obey the Lord as well. By faith, follow His command. Trust Him enough to do what He says, even when it doesn't make sense to you. That's what the children of Israel did. Joshua 6, let's look at verse number 10. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth. And to the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. Militarily, this did not make any sense. If you were to take this plan to any war college, they would laugh at you. This doesn't make any sense. 
But the children of Israel obeyed. They obeyed. Imagine for a moment, you're watching from behind the walls of Jericho. You're scared. Why? Because you know Israel's coming. You've heard the stories of how they wiped out entire nations on the other side of the Jordan River. You've also heard how the Jordan River in its flood stage stopped flowing, allowing the Israelites to cross on dry ground. Then you wake up one morning to see the vast Israeli army coming your way. And you think, this is it. We're goners. But to your utter amazement, all they do is walk around the city and go back to their camp. You experience sheer terror. You're waiting for them to strike. But they never do. The next day, they come back. Again, you experience sheer terror. But then you watch as the Israelites return to their camp. They do this for three, four, five, six days. And you begin to think, well, maybe, just maybe they're afraid to attack. Maybe you're going to be safe after all. And, and perhaps, perhaps your army could get the upper hand. You, you think, well, you know, hey, uh, after all, what's to stop our soldiers from picking off a few Israelis with a good bow and arrow? They could do it from top of the wall or they could just rush out of the city gates and break up Israel's line. You think there's a little hope. And on the surface, the Israelis were following a dumb strategy. But God, God was testing their faith. Would they trust God enough to obey Him even when it didn't make human sense? Yes, they did obey God. And that's what you must do if you want to overcome the forces of evil in your own life. By faith, do what God tells you to do even when it doesn't make sense. This picture right here is commemorating perhaps the greatest rescue attempt of the Second War. The Nazis, to operate their machinery, needed petroleum needed oil. A lot of that oil came from Yugoslavia. They fortified that supply line with tremendous anti-aircraft weapons because they knew the Americans would come. And the Americans did come with their bombers to try to bomb, to try to stop the flow of oil going into Germany. Many of those American pilots, their planes got shot up pretty bad. They had to jump out and, and parachute out for safety. As they landed, they thought, well, this is it. You know, I'm here behind enemy lines. I'm going to be captured. I'm going to be killed. But as soon as they landed, Yugoslavian peasants would scoop them up, take them back. They would dress them like them. They would dress them like peasants. And then they started the long process of getting them to safety. 
Now, many of those uh, peasants did not speak English. Uh, uh, they, the American pilots just had to trust them, had to believe in them. They had to go at their pace and had to go where they said to go. It didn't make a lot of sense to the American pilots, but every one of those pilots that was shot down, all 500, over 500 of them, made it to safety. Likewise, Jesus rescued you from the enemy of your soul when he died on the cross and rose again. Now to experience freedom, he invites you to follow him in a direction and at a pace that may not make sense to you at all times. Even so, by faith, do what Jesus says, even when you don't understand him. For example... It doesn't always make human sense to tell the truth. Sometimes we don't want to do it. But God says, put away falsehood. Speak the truth with your neighbor. It doesn't always make human sense to let go of your anger. But God says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Likewise, it doesn't always make sense to hold your tongue. But God says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. It does always make human sense to forgive the one who has wronged you. But God says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. It doesn't always make sense to obey God from a human standpoint. But that's what true worship is all about. And that's what breaks down the barriers. That's what brings down the strongholds of the enemy in your own life. If that's what you want, and I believe it is, to be victorious over the devil, then first, by faith, praise the Lord. Second, by faith, obey the Lord. And third, by faith, give to the Lord. Give to the Lord. Offer God the first part of your life. Present to Him the first and best part of what He gives you. That's what the children of Israel did when God gave them Jericho, the first of many cities they would conquer. Look at verse 17. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, and, it, and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that were sent. And you by all means abstain from the accursed things, lest you become a curse when you take of the accursed things. And make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are what consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. What were they doing? The children of Israel gave God the first part. They destroyed everything and everyone except Rahab, her family, and those things that could not be destroyed, the silver, the gold, the bronze, the iron, those they put into the treasury of the Lord. The very first city that God gives them Israel gives back to the Lord. They devoted it completely to Him. They don't wait until they have conquered all the cities in the promised land. 
and then give God the leftovers. No, they give God the first and best of what He gave them. And that's what you must do if you're going to overcome the forces of evil in your own life. Give to God the first and best of what He gives you. That's what worship is all about. And that's what breaks down the walls of the enemy. Worship. We're talking about worship today. Worship. It wins the war against the enemy in your own life. If you want to bring down the devil's strongholds, first, by faith, praise the Lord. Two, by faith, obey the Lord. Third, by faith, give to the Lord. And fourth, by faith, keep your promises to the Lord. Keep your promises. Honor your commitments. That's what the children of Israel did when they spared Rahab's life. They kept their promise. And then Joshua, verse 26, he makes a promise. Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. They had leveled the city. Don't you rebuild it. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. The Israelites honored that oath for several hundred years. Then around 870 B.C. in 1 Kings chapter 16, it records that in the days of wicked king Ahab, Hiel of Bethel built Jericho again. He laid its foundation at the cost of his firstborn, and he set up its gates at the cost of his youngest son. In arrogant pride, he broke the oath, and he paid dearly. That's in sharp contrast to Joshua, who humbly obeyed the Lord and kept his commitments. Verse 27, so the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the country. I like Joshua a lot. When Joshua humbled himself before the Lord, the Lord exalted him before the people. Joshua and the children of Israel kept their promises, and that's what you must do if you want to conquer the forces of evil in your own life. Honor your commitment. Remember that commitment you made when you became a Christian? For me, it was 1969, out in the community of Finch, outside of Perigal, at a little congregation called Liberty Church of Christ. Honor your commitments. Pay your vows to the Lord. You see, God is the ultimate promise keeper. And those who keep their promises reflect Him. Honoring your commitment... Honoring your commitments is an act of worship and it tears down the strongholds of the enemy. Why did that wall come down? Well, it was God. But God was doing it as an acknowledgement for one, their praise, the shout, and two, their obedience to His Word. And because of that praise and because of that obedience, God brought down that wall.
if you want to overcome the forces of evil in your own life. Number one, by faith, praise the Lord. Number two, by faith, obey the Lord. Number three, by faith, give to the Lord. Number four, by faith, pay your vows to the Lord. In other words, let's go back to the beginning of the lesson. Be a praiser. Like the little girl said, be a praiser. Truly worship the Lord and win the war. Every one of my lessons ends the very same way. You know how it's always going to end. Once again, what does it take to become a Christian? Believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. If you're already a Christian, and maybe you have not been keeping your commitments to God. Maybe you have not been keeping your promises to Him. You can seek His forgiveness. He will forgive, 1 John 1, 9. The church here stands ready to pray for you and with you. How about it? What's keeping you? Put your faith in Him. Will you please come as we stand and sing for your encouragement?